Welcome to Society Unwrapped. We're your hosts, Marina Delgado, Nayeli Hernandez, and Jorge Briones. Join us as we unwrap a variety of topics related to mainstream media, society, politics, and pop culture. Based in both Los Angeles and Austin, we bring in our blue and red state backgrounds to provide a fresh perspective. Bi-weekly episodes are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hey guys, we're back with another episode of Society Unwrapped. My name is Jorge Briones. And I'm Reina Delgado. And I am Nayeli Hernandez. So for this episode, we're actually going to be unwrapping the year 2020. We have a lot of things to talk about and uh, a lot of things that kind of changed our lives or maybe not ours, just the world in general. So we're going to discuss some of those today. I think the first thing that we should talk about is maybe the wildfires, since that's how we started off our year with the wildfires spreading all throughout the West Coast. Yeah, well, you, you're getting a little ahead. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you, Mr. Kobe passed away, RIP Kobe, the legend. Oh, I guess since that doesn't really affect me too much, I kind of forget about that. Oh. As an Angelino, hello, we mourned his death. There was not a person in LA who was not upset over that. I mean, I was a little bit sad, but I'll say it didn't really affect me. Um, he was a very good at- athlete, and I bet he was a very good person as well. But his death didn't negatively affect anybody as much as wildfires would have. Well, um, I, I'm going to disagree with you. <laughs> Just because, I mean, you weren't a fan doesn't mean other people were a fan. And, I mean, I wasn't a fan or, like, I didn't keep up. I mean, I don't keep up with sports. But um, when I found out that he passed away, um, it immediately, like, three people popped up to my head, like, into my head. And I, like, called them. And I was like, OMG, like, are you okay? I mean, I don't know. People, like, get attached. I'll only say this because it reminded me of when Jenny Rivera passed away. Mm-hmm. and I cried when that happened because that's sad and so yeah. I mean I don't know I just checked up on the people who like looked up to him because I mean it does kind of suck yeah okay. I agree with you Georgie um I had a similar reaction I think his death is just kind of a reminder of like no matter like where you are in life whether you're successful or just someone who's like coming up um whether you're an athlete or just a normal human being it's just a reminder that life is so short and like to me like that guy like had so much that he had accomplished and so much that he had going for him so it was just like a very like humbling experience of like life is so short and the things that we worry and stress about really in perspective do not matter like things happen and then we go through them and things get better sometimes they don't but we just move forward in life um so I guess it was just a reminder to really appreciate every moment in life and savor the people who are still in it and just really finding time to spend um, with loved ones. But yeah, I felt like it was a cultural impact, at least like coming from like where I, I'm from. Yeah, I feel like unfortunately every year um, we have someone like of great importance pass away and it always kind of does that to everyone. It's kind of like a little reset or like, hey stop and like actually take life in and like like, stop and love everyone around you it's unfortunate that it happens this way but I don't know 
it's kind of important. I don't know if that sounds problematic or not, but that's just kind of how I see it. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so there's also the wildfires that affected most of the West Coast. And I know, Marina, you were there for most of that. How was that living through it? That was a crazy experience. You know, every single year, California tends to have wildfires. But I think what was different about this one is that um, it was just like a series of small ones all bundling up together to turn into big ones. And so it was really difficult to contain. Um, And then I think that as they spread up into like Oregon and Washington, like it just got completely out of hand. And then on top of that, like everywhere it was super smoky and hazy and you would have like ash falling down. I felt like you couldn't breathe. So I couldn't even imagine like what it felt like, like on the actual site. Cause you know, where I was at, it was like LA, like they weren't really like hugely impacted, but it was still like, we felt the effect of that. Um, And I think up until like, when I left around end of July, like it was still pretty bad. Like I remember when I was driving out to Texas, I passed the Apple Valley um, wildfire, which I think that one took like a while to contain, which is just mind blowing. And I know like it was a similar situation in Colorado. Like there was a fire happening in September. And then, you know, when Ailey and I looked into going like in late October, early November, like there was still one kind of going on. So it's just crazy how these things like, They don't just happen for like a day or two, like they'll extend out into weeks, if not months. Um, Because they will like spread easily, they'll combine with other existing fires and it's just makes it impossible to contain, which is really sad. It's kind of sad to say, but it's kind of like we kind of expect it every year to happen. But as the years go on, they get like worse and worse and worse. It's scary, like especially like knowing that well like I have you that you live in California but I can't imagine like all of these people like checking up it affects everyone in this country that's what I'm trying to say because so many people leave their states to go live in California so it kind of affects us all in a way if that makes any sense yeah for sure and like on another note too like when these fires happen the cities will semi shut down just depending where the fire is so there's a lot of people who like have to get up and go and leave their homes and like relocate to other location centers, which I feel like this year was really rough just because COVID was happening. So yeah. where you would normally go is just like not a good idea just because you don't want like COVID to spread. So it was a really like bad combination of things this year. So I think that's also what made it kind of tragic. Definitely. I mean, also the fires in Australia, those were those are kind of scary and well not kind of scary but they were scary and bad i don't know too much about them i just remember seeing like all of this footage on the news and kind of just thinking like where are they gonna go they're like surrounded yeah they're surrounded by nothing but oceans i know a lot of us were seeing most of the wildfires from australia through social media and we would see all the people that would be rescuing all these animals It was definitely heart-wrenching seeing that all these animals were being affected because of the natural disasters that was happening to them and they didn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah, that was really devastating. I will say um, 
at my job, we work with, because I work in travel, we work with um, a company from Australia and they, at the beginning of the year, were really looking forward to kind of like bouncing back from that situation by um, doing like ad campaigns to get people to travel to Australia. And then, you know, they were going to use these funds to like help out like the animals um, and like the recovery effort. Um, and then COVID hit. And so like all the funding that they were expecting, it was kind of like just wiped. So that was like another layer of like devastation. It's like just kind of bouncing back from that situation and not really having the financial funds that you would hope to have just because of the pandemic. So what we've just talked about is only the first two months of the year. Um, we should talk about what happened in March. I can't even remember March at this point. <laughs> We're all kind of having a little mental breakdown. But yes, we should talk about what happened in March because March is a very vivid month for me. I want to start off by asking everyone a question. Like, do you remember like the last thing that you did before like COVID? Like the yeah. last like normal life thing that you did? And okay, so we'll, we'll start with Marina. All right, so let's take it back. To March, two weeks before March, I went to go see the Beatles Love in Vegas um, with my boyfriend. That was our fun little trip. I remember thinking that was like a day trip. So I was like, oh, yeah, like it'll be a day trip. It's fine. Like I'll have to go back at a later point and really like enjoy Vegas. Little did I know that would never come to be. Because <laughs> then, like a week after coming back from Vegas, I got really sick. I had uh, extreme fatigue. I could not breathe. I had a fever, I had chills, I was out an entire week from work, and I remember thinking, like, is this COVID? But at that point, COVID hadn't been, like, officially acknowledged in the U.S., I think. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, it's going to be really rare that it gets here. So I go to the doctor, and my doctor greets me with, like, a hazmat suit, a face mask. Oh, Lord. So I remember thinking at that point after seeing my doctor, like, oh, my gosh, do I have COVID? So I was like freaking out and he like tells me like, I'm not sure what this is. It might be bronchitis, but it also might be the virus. So I'm just going to give you an antibiotic. If it doesn't go away, um, then come back. And I was like, okay, cool. So I take the antibiotic, feel better. That's that. I return to work for two days and then California shuts down. California was like the first state in the country to shut down. So I technically have been out of the office since the last week of February and that's been my life since then so my life before quarantine I went to a convention in January at the end of January and during the convention I actually got sick to where looking back at it now I think it was probably COVID because I was very sure that it was bronchitis I had gotten better for about three days and then it got way worse like I could not do anything I was so tired my body just hurt and right before quarantine happened I actually funnily enough got a job I actually had two jobs right before quarantine started so the week of quarantine I started a job as a cook at one place and as a cashier at another place um, so it was a uh, pretty interesting because everybody was losing their jobs and here I was with two jobs. So I was pretty lucky at that <laughs> point. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
it's interesting how that happens. But uh, I had two jobs, thankfully. Unfortunately, one of them did have to close down a little bit later in the month because of COVID. So I was very fortunate that I had two and could keep one. Um, not, COVID has really not affected me. I'm pretty much an introvert. All I really do is go biking every once in a while. So I still do that because I don't really see any people out and on the roads. And if I do see people, we're pretty socially distanced on our bikes. And by bikes, I mean manually powered bicycles, not <laughs> motorcycles. <laughs> uh, other than that, that's really what I was doing right before the pandemic hit. It's the same stuff that I'm doing now. What about you, Georgie? What was your um, experience? So I had a similar experience to Marina. I was out doing um, very social things. I was out bar hopping. The last thing that I did was going go bar hopping. And I remember that night we we were like, oh, let's call it let's call it an early night. Let's like let's leave like an hour or two early. And we decided to leave, not knowing that we were not gonna do that for the rest of the year. So um, one of my regrets for 2020 was leaving the bar at 12.30 a.m. and not two. Um, but no, it was kind of crazy because um, like Marina was saying, uh, we COVID, we knew about COVID by that time, but it wasn't being reported. So it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, like other countries are experiencing this. Um, we didn't really know about any cases in the U.S. And then, bam, a week after we went out, it was actually going to be spring break for me for school. And then the school sent out a mass email saying we weren't going to return. And then things just got real. And I was like, what the hell is going on? That is pretty crazy that you went on spring break thinking, oh, hey, I'm going to finish off my semester at, at school on campus. And yeah you end up realizing that the rest of your work is going to be online. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for those that happened to graduate during that semester and they didn't actually get to do anything besides get their diploma. Yeah, I had a friend graduate during the pandemic or like during lockdown. And it was kind of like the saddest thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> and I felt so sorry for them because it is something that you work for like very hard. And then um, her graduation was in her living room. And we watched like a PowerPoint presentation pretty much that they set up for her. Um, and then we had chicken wings. <laughs> and we made it as fun as possible. I mean, we had drinks and stuff, but it doesn't compare to like what was going to happen before any of this. It really doesn't. There's a tradition here where I live. You obviously know about it is that when you graduate, mm -hmm. you jump into the river with your cap and gown. So that tradition could not be upheld this year at all. I had always been like, I don't know if I'm going to jump or not. I don't know if I'm going to jump in the river or not. And then once this happened and like people were like, oh, you can't jump in the river. I was like, <gasps> So I guess I have my answer. I do want to jump in the river. But I mean, I don't even know if it's going to be possible. But who knows? I mean, we are rolling out by we. I don't mean me. But there are vaccines being rolled out right now for COVID. 
and I although it's in its trial period I'm hopeful that in the next following in the next couple of months we will see some positive outcomes because it's been a hell of a year honestly in my room yeah in one your, hell of a year in my Georgie room and I were both extroverts <laughs> hope this is an absolute it's really Terror. funny because a few years ago, I would have hated this because I was a really, really big extrovert. I loved going out everywhere. But now, a couple of years later, I just love staying inside. So this really doesn't affect me. I come home, I play video games, I watch some TV, I get food delivered, and then I go to sleep. So that's... Yeah, I'm like way extroverted and... I was, I mean, the extroverted life does run you dry sometimes. And I was running on fumes when this was all happening. So I um, literally had a mental breakdown. I quit my job. I quit it like two weeks before the shutdown. Oh, man. And I was like, I hate this place. So I quit. And then this happened. And then I was like, oh, it's all aligning. Like, I'm just going to have a little break. It's, and then now we're in December. And I'm like, I can't take this anymore. You're like, this is a long break. <laughs> yeah, very long break. See, the funny thing is that had people followed the initial guidelines and completely shut down and done it for a month as it was expected, this quarantine would have been over in July. But because people didn't want to follow the rules, didn't want to wear their masks, they didn't want to social distance, we're still doing this because people still want to keep going out, seeing their friends and family and having large gatherings without any type of protection, basically. That's why this pandemic has lasted so far. Unfortunately, we can't really change people's minds. We can only hope that they follow the rules. Uh, besides this, we also have a lot of other stuff happen that changed the social climate in the U.S. particularly. Our social climate definitely started changing when we saw the video of officers unfortunately taking the life of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Yeah, that for me was, um, it was tiresome because I feel like it happens way too much. And it was just kind of like, to me, I was like, here we go. Another storm of tweets of like, we want change. We want, but like nothing is going to come out of it. Um, so since I knew that I was tired of that reaction of like people having that reaction, like, oh, like this can't be happening. This is injustice, blah, blah, blah. I myself took to the streets and like actually got involved um, with the protesting and stuff. I know that it was like a risk because COVID was going on. I tried to take as many precautions as I could, especially because I was taking COVID seriously at that point. Like I really didn't leave my house. So um, I went to a few events and just kind of kept my distance from people and just tried to participate and like really have our voices be heard. And I'm from a small town in Texas. Things like that don't happen. Like protests against um, white supremacy do not happen because we live among a lot of white supremacists. And I was so happy to actually see people turn out and like, not be afraid so to me that was change i was like this never happens like people are waking up and like people are like actually taking the streets to speak out about 
injustices and I'm happy that it's happening in small towns like this because it just gives me like hope for the future. I don't know, it made me feel good about um, where we might be headed as a country. I was going to say that I had a different reaction. I did not take to the streets even though I wanted to. Maybe this was selfish of me, but I just felt like I didn't want to risk it on my end just because I do have like two autoimmune diseases. So to me, I was just like, I don't think I can do this, but I did use that as an opportunity to kind of grow as a person and become more educated and educate others. So even though I wasn't out on the streets, it was an opportunity to like self-reflect, think about like where are the areas in my life where I can either stand up for people or just be more educated on this topic so that I'm not actively like contributing to the problem. Um, which is weird to say, cause you know, I am a person of color, but there are still people of color who like say things that are problematic towards other ethnicities. And I think that's something that we all had to stop and like check ourselves and make sure that just because we're a minority, we're not letting things slide. Um, on top of that, I felt like that was very draining. I had to take a break from social media because I felt like with the pandemic and then seeing that, like I was just really angry and it just really mm -hmm. took a toll on my mental health. So that was like, to me, that whole period was like a time of like self-reflection within myself and figuring out like, what can I do as a person to be better, to do better? Um, so that was my reaction to that incident. My thing with this was that I was angered that this happened. The state of our country has always been pretty bad. Uh, we did have the Charlottesville riots where white supremacists killed somebody as well. And nothing was done for that. So then to come into this year and have, um, and have police brutality just so openly caught on video and nothing was done about it either. It just, it kind of just makes me so sad for what we've become as a country. And I'm so glad that everybody stood up and is starting to realize that we actually have to do something before it escalates. Otherwise, our voices will not be heard. I did not go protest personally because of COVID and also because of my DACA status. I don't want to negatively affect that. So I stayed home. If I was on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, I educated whoever I could find. So I'm very glad that people stood up for what the injustice that happened. It was very needed. There was protest all over the country. There was a bunch more police brutality at those protests. But from that, I think the world started to realize, hey, there is a problem and there's something that we need to fix. And now we have a lot of politicians trying to get with citizens and see what they can do to create police reform in certain cities that have this problem. So we're getting there. It's a slow process, but hopefully in the future we continue with politicians and citizens working together to form some sort of justice. I agree. I think that's a great takeaway point. Um, Georgie, do you have anything to add on? Um, no, other than I really, I feel like we hadn't talked about this, us, like, as individuals. And I like that we all had, like, three different approaches to what happened. And um, there was really no, 
right way to go about this because the conditions that were handed to us like in the world worldwide um there was just no right way to do anything but i mean i'm glad that we all kind of did our part and didn't just stand around and like not let this go by and be like another thing that happened and just oh well yeah i think if there's one thing i took away from this whole year in general was also just having a social media cleanse i feel like with um covid and you know george floyd happening these are two major things and the way that people reacted to these things really revealed to me the kind of people that these people are like what's their character and so i found myself having to like having to unfollow certain people who i felt had never shown me like what their thoughts were on certain things um and so now like my social media following is like down to like 100 people because i'm just like if you're gonna post something that's like clearly wrong i just don't want to even entertain that idea or whatever conspiracy theories people may have so that's just my personal opinion um but we can move on to another tragedy like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Our homie Ruth B. She left us, period. Um, so I feel like Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death hit me hard just because of the timing. Like it was like maybe two to three weeks before the election. And I just felt like, why? I was like, out of all the things going on in this year, like, why? Just because of like her as a person, like her accomplishments to society and then on top of that what her death meant it was just like i can't even process this you mean what her death meant for our current political system because there was gonna be an empty supreme court justice seat that was that needs to be filled and unfortunately the person that filled the seat for rbg doesn't stand up to standards um i believe the republican party said that they weren't going to fill the seat until after the election they had mentioned that um, during the previous term with Obama as president. So people just kind of took this opportunity to call them out as like hypocrites because, you know, they hadn't done it during a previous president, but under this one, because it was under their political agenda, they felt the need to like push that through, um, which is really unfair um, because it fails to give people a say in who would be taking this position, which is a pretty important one, especially with like upcoming cases that would determine the future of people who are suppressed. Oppressed. Oppressed, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't mean, I don't mean to correct your English, I but I, I am... You know it all. <laughs> I do like to be a know-it-all. I just don't mean to correct your English, but I happen to be one of those oppressed people, so I have to let you know. Well, um... I do agree with everything you guys were saying, but well, something that did not sit right with me. Well, at first, when I first like read about it, um, like I immediately started worrying like, oh, my God, like now we're going to have somebody else being um, given this seat. Like, what are they going to do? Because, I mean, essentially being a justice is a bit more important than being president, if I'm being honest, in my eyes, because you get to like set these Uh, laws in stone and overturn laws and all of these things but um so that got me that had me worried but then also when democrats started saying like oh her last her last words were to not fill this seat until the next uh presidential election that 
that seemed very like manipulative to me while yes i agree with them like yes we should wait till the next president um comes along that their wording or their choice of wording really didn't it didn't work for me and i was just kind of like are you serious like it just wasn't respectful to me it didn't seem respectful i felt like they should have given her like a day or two of like remembrance without any like political talk if i can say that i don't know it just wasn't it didn't sit right with me yeah her death also led up to the elections it was just a couple weeks before the actual elections so i think a lot of people started to realize maybe the GOP isn't that great at keeping their promises as they say they are. So if they say that they're not going to fill this seat, it turns out that no, they're not keeping their promises and they're denying that they even said this thing at all while they were videotaped doing it. I think her death was very significant to the political parties and what was going to happen in the elections though. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think the biggest takeaway point I've had so far is this year really didn't need to happen this way. <laughs> it could have been avoided. Oh <laughs> we can totally skip over the election because I feel like if you guys want to hear our thoughts on that, you can check out our election episode, which is our uh, previous episode, episode number two. Um, moving on, just because we could sit here and ramble forever. What are your thoughts? Like, what has impacted you the most this year apart from COVID? I know we said apart from COVID, but it's not really like COVID related. COVID gave me the time, but I did need time for myself. That's what um, impacted me the most. I kind of got to rediscover myself. I let a lot of myself go prior to this. I just, I'm a busy person and I, always had something to do and never enough time just for myself. So I literally slowed down and that's what I needed. I was like going to have a mental breakdown. (laughs) I honestly remember you telling me that you were grateful that COVID happened because you could, I mean, that sounds so bad. It does sound bad. And like, there's just, I don't, I can't find the words to, put it into perspective other than I'm grateful for the time that I was able to have. I don't like that it was under a global pandemic, but I did need the time for myself. What about you, Nayeli? So myself, I did state previously that nothing really changed for me. The biggest thing that affected me is the process of DACA. So I'm in renewal for DACA right now. And that process I put in for that in March and it's already December going into January. That process is still going through. I haven't received an acceptance or a a denial yet. So that's, that's a big thing that's definitely affected me. That's it pretty much. What about you, Marina? I know you were most affected by this because you had to move from LA to Texas. I did. Um, So I feel like two things. First thing is the situation really allowed me to reanalyze my life, the people I surround myself with and the things that I want out of life. I feel like even though I went through some 
not so great situations and had some things fall apart, I feel like looking back, there was an abundance of growth and an abundance of um, good things. So for example, last year around this time of the year, to be quite honest, my financial situation wasn't great. Um, I was lucky enough to have started a new job with this travel um, magazine, which was an amazing opportunity, but I just wasn't completely financially stable. Um, now at this point, like I can 100% say that I'm financially stable and I know that that is a huge blessing because a lot of people lost their jobs this year. Um, and I was fortunate enough to keep mine and I am fully aware of how um, important that is and how lucky I am. And so I've used a lot of this time to kind of grow and prepare myself. I mean, God forbid, but if there's ever another situation like this, like I want to make sure I'm in, an, I'm in a good place so that I don't have to um, worry so much. Um, not just because I like want to be wealthy or whatever. It's more so just because like, you know, I'm someone who has to go to the doctor quite often. So it's like, I can't even imagine the people right now who are like not able to afford their medical expenses. So basically what I'm saying in a nutshell is that I learned to appreciate where I'm at and be in a financially good spot. Um, and then second thing was also similar to Georgie of just having time. Um, I was also kind of burnt out at the beginning of the year. And I feel like I finally had the time that I needed to get myself together uh, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I'm very grateful for that. I feel like if I had to do this all over again, I totally would, even though it was awful. <laughs> it was just worth it, you know? And I think that's something like that I would like to remind everyone is that even though some situations seem impossible and really hard, when you get to the end, it's always rewarding because you learn from that experience and so I am looking at the positive out of a negative situation amen sister friend yes <laughs> friend. I will say I don't believe any of us were too negatively affected like others lives were so mm -hmm. I'm very thankful for that we didn't lose a friend or family and we didn't lose our jobs or our homes. I am sorry for those who did, and I hope mm. that you can overcome this. There are, I know there are a lot of programs right now that are trying to help people get back on their feet. So if you need help with that, just reach out. Go to your local communities and ask your local officials if there's any programs like that. I know my county is offering housing relief for anybody negatively, negatively affected by COVID. So just, just do some research and hopefully you get that help that you need. That and if I can also add on, I've noticed this trend going on on Facebook and I really hope this isn't offensive and that's probably not a great way to start a sentence. But um, for people who are still like in a good spot, just remember that it's the holiday season. So if there's any way that you can like kind of give out to people in whatever shape or form, um, I think now more than ever, it's really important. And I would strongly encourage everyone. I know I'm looking into this, like what is the best way for me to help others? Um, just because I've I've seen so many people um, negatively affected by this. Um, and I, I just want to help. And so if you can help, I think we should all help each other out. So just to wrap up pretty soon, guys, what is your top two wishes for 2021? If we ever actually, get I want to hear one of Jorge's hot takes on this year um hot takes for this year um 
let's see i mean i don't know we just talked about like so many like heavy things that it's hard to like i don't know say like come up with a hot take but um what i had been thinking is that um a lot of good music was released this year and um i didn't even like realize until i watched like a kind of recap of like everything that was released and i was just like oh my god so many things like so many people dropped music and to lead into my hot take the grammy nominations were shit oh we had so many like good music dropped and then the grammy nominations what were they thinking so i'm boycotting the um grammys next year i'm not watching Wait, what? I'm sorry. Wasn't Harry nominated for <laughs> My something? whole rant. <laughs> huh? Wasn't Harry Styles nominated for something? For like one, I think. Okay, well, don't boycott him. I like him. His slogan is literally treat people with kindness. Don't cancel him. <laughs> no, Harry's good in my book. I said the Grammys. Okay. We're boycotting the Grammys. The Grammys. I didn't watch the Grammys, so I don't know what you're talking about. I don't listen to music because I'm a hermit. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> I definitely don't listen to any oh, new music. I don't, you. <laughs> I don't listen to any new music, so I don't know what you're talking about. I trust you, though, so I will, like, semi-boycott the Grammys with you. <laughs> I so. mean, let's be honest. I'm probably still going to watch. But um, I was just annoyed with them that's your hot take of the year <laughs> i mean we pretty much talked about a lot of things that were more important so i really don't have a hot take like an know. interesting hot take you know what i mean we covered a lot during this podcast i have a hot take for you oh hey okay, maybe i can add on let's hear I'm just it kidding. <laughs> oh no i mean i guess my hot take is that um it kind of ties to yours is like so many people could have like what's the expression sink or swim and i feel like a lot of people sunk sunk baby girl you gotta swim as in music wise yeah as in wise okay because like i know she's not the best but taylor swift literally released two albums in the span of six months bro what am i doing with my life like, I'm not saying I'm a musician, but I feel like I really got to step up my game on, like, making sure I'm not sleeping in too late on the weekend. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, so I have to think well, about that. She's a millionaire, multi-millionaire, and she doesn't have anything to worry about, like, bills and a job. I mean, she has a job, obviously, but she doesn't have a nine-to-five, is what I'm saying. That's true. Okay, I mean, let's... but I feel like you can scale that down. You she could. probably has more. He, she has probably. She probably has more responsibilities than us, and she probably works around the clock. So I can't. I guess you can like scale that up and scale that down to whoever it is. You know what I mean? Because I mean, I definitely feel like what Marina's saying. Like, I saw so many people being so productive that I was kind of like, okay, I kind of have to like stop being lazy and like stop being on this break. Because I mean, I didn't have a job for a lot of this pandemic, and then I was like, okay, no, I have to like kick it into gear. Let me ask you guys once more. What are your wishes for 2021? My wishes for 2021. I had a whole year to do this, but I really want to get my shit together. 
I live by myself now, so I have nobody to hold me accountable besides myself. And I have to get my shit together. I have to go exercise. I do cycle a lot, but I feel like I could improve what I do. So I think just basically improving my own life. Besides that, I don't know if I have other two wishes besides just improving my own life. I hope a COVID vaccine is actually successful and we get out of quarantine. So I guess three wishes, that's it right there. What about you, Jorge? So um, my first wish is to kind of merge my two mentalities, like my mentality where I like to be busy and everywhere and like, because that's just really like my lifestyle. But I also to remember to have those days to just like not do anything or like focus more on like my creative things. Because honestly, before I might have said no to this podcast because I would have been like, oh, like I just don't know if I can fit it in. But it's also like something that I really like to do. Like this is fun for me. So kind of finding like a balance. I really want to find a balance between being busy and like keeping track of like my work and stuff and then doing fun stuff like this. And my second one is kind of being more um, independent. I'm about to graduate in next summer. So I'm ready for like a new beginning of like a new chapter of my life. So I'm so happy for that. And I'm really excited. I'm glad you're graduating. Thank you. I'm so happy. It's taken so long. But I mean, I also kind of realized to not be so hard on myself. I'm hopeful for you that you'll get to actually jump in the river and continue the tradition. Me too. If not, I'll just have to like build or not build, buy a little swimming pool. A kiddie pool. Jump in. <laughs> um, my first, my two wishes for a 2021 first wish to make it to 2022. Cause I'm real nervous with all these anti-maskers. Second wish <laughs> is for me to say yes more often, remain more present and just be open to opportunities because I feel like similar to Georgie I used to kind of hesitate with things because I felt like I was too busy or maybe it just wasn't something that I would be able to do but I think this has taught me that like you got to adapt and survive (laughs) so my wish for all of you is that I hope that you have less stress and that you relax more and you enjoy your time more tea yeah, I definitely think it's a balance because, like, I also don't want to be, like, too mellowed out to where I'm not, like, doing anything. So I feel like it's kind of, like, relax, but also, like, keep moving forward and don't, like, dwell too long. Do we have anything else we'd like to talk about before we wrap this up? i just like to apologize for um, the lack of a, what's it called? Hot topic? Lack of a hot, hot take. take. Yes. All good, Regine. <laughs> We had the wildfires, we had Kobe, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the election. We had a little bit of the election because we have a whole episode on that. We also have the protests in George Floyd, um, and we have some other stuff in here. We hope that you enjoyed us unwrapping 2020. We know it's been a heck of a year, and we just want to wish you all a happy holiday and a happy new year. Hoping all of you are looking forward to 2021. Yes, a new beginning for everyone. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be posting some other behind the scenes and articles. Tell us what you'd like your 2021 to look like.
and tell us what your what your hot take is on the year too and tag georgie in the comments yes and until then we will see you all in the next year bye, bye. i feel like this episode was a little bit all over the place yeah it was messy as messy as 2020 oh well <laughs> <laughs> exactly like 2020 girl 2020